as we give praise to God from our hearts for all his goodness, his blessings, and his mercies upon us. I welcome you to join in praise and in worship in the beauty of holiness. I pray that God will be in our midst, that we will truly feel the presence of God, that we will hear his voice, and that we will respond to the messages that he will bring to our hearts through a song, the reading of the scripture, a prayer, and the sermon. May God bless us today as we worship him in spirit and in truth. I have one announcement and then I lead you into the order of our service today. Um, our afternoon program today will begin at 3.15 instead of 3.30. And this is a special program from the South End Church. And we're invited to join in. If we could have um, the screening of what the program is all about. It's breaking the cycle of youth violence. So if you want to know about what is happening with our youth, why so much violence, and how to identify if your child or children around you are becoming involved in these things and to see it early, then we invite you all to join us at 3.15 this afternoon as we hear from Sheldon Thomas, who is someone who is an expert on these things. So that would be our afternoon program instead of our Bible study today. Our service for today will be as follows. I will do the call to worship and the invocation, after which Brother Owen and family will do our opening song, our intercessory prayer, will be done by Sister Rachel Gondo. Our scripture reading today will be done by Jaslyn Swami from Genesis chapter 48, verses 15 and 16. Our special song will be done by Sister Tennis Brown. And our pastor, Pastor John Melke, the pastor of Basildon, Braintree, Chelmsford, and Malden Seventh-day Adventist churches, will present the sermon entitled, Jacob's Debatable Blessings. I pray that we will be in tune as pastor presents the word of God, and as usual, that we will truly be inspired by the word. Our closing song will be done by Sister Marlene Skerritt, the benediction by Pastor Melke, and our vote of thanks will be given to us by Elder Paul Satyaraj. Let's turn our hearts to worship. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall he draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall he say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his doings among the people, make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known 
in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitants of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Let's pray. Father, we come before you, lifting you in praise for your matchless love towards us, your children. We invite you to come into our midst today. I pray that you will grant us according to the riches of your glory, to be strengthened with might by your spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith, that we being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that he might be filled with all the fullness of God. We leave our worship in your hand. We pray that you will accept our humble praise and that we will be blessed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Good afternoon, church. 
uh, good morning church, still morning. Um, before we do the intercessory prayer, I just wanted to correct uh, Sister Stephanie that I'm Rachel Taga and not Gondo. I'm Rachel Taga. Um, with that, if we can kneel where possible and um, we lift our Lord in prayer. Our kind and loving Father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God that created us, our Lord Jesus who died on the cross for us, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Adonai, the great Jehovah. Lord, we come before you as Bazardon, Chelmsford, Maldon, and Brentry, lifting up your name, my Lord Jesus. We come before you at this moment, Lord, because we know you are our great God. Lord, you said where two or three are gathered in your name, you will be there. Lord, we invite your presence with us at this moment. We pray, my Lord Jesus, that you be with us. May your Holy Spirit visit each and every one of us, Lord, talking to us, whispering to us. Lord, may we hear your word as you intended, Lord Jesus. We glorify your name, my Lord Jesus. We praise you. You are the God that created the whole world. You laid the foundations of this earth. Your right hand is powerful, my Lord Jesus. You are the true powerful God. And we praise you. We worship you, my Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. You are faithful to us, Lord Jesus. You bless us with so many blessings. You bless us, Lord Jesus, with the rain. You bless us, Lord Jesus, with all blessings. Sometimes we don't even ask for those blessings. You give them to us. Lord, you give us the rain. You give the unjust and the just all the same because you are a faithful God. You love us, Lord Jesus, we pray. And Lord, we come at this moment. We lift up your name and we glorify you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, for the day that you've given us. It's a beautiful day, Lord Jesus. There is the sunshine. Lord, your mercies are new every morning. And we thank you for your mercies, my Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord Jesus, that we don't take for granted what you've given us, but we accept it knowing that you are the great Jehovah. And so, Lord, we come before you at this moment. We ask that you forgive us of our sins. We come as a church, Lord Jesus, that you forgive us of unselfishness. Lord, we forgive us of the ambitions that are not in you. Lord, we pray that you forgive us of not believing in you. Lord, forgive us of those sins that we've committed knowingly and those that we've committed unknowingly. We come before you, Lord, at this moment. And so our petition this morning, Lord, is that your will, Lord, be manifested in us. May 
you be with us, Lord Jesus. We thank you that you've given us the knowledge. You've given us, Lord, the spirit to come before you. In our own, Lord, spirit, we cannot come before you, Lord, to ask for forgiveness. But, Lord, we thank you that you've given us the knowledge of you, that we come before you at this moment. May we walk in the light that you've given us, Lord Jesus. May we seek your face. Lord Jesus, the scriptures say, if we seek your face, Lord Jesus, we come before you, seek your face. You are just to forgive us. Lord, we come at this moment. We ask for forgiveness, Lord Jesus. We come at this moment, Lord Jesus. You said if we humble ourselves and seek your face, you are just and you will heal our land. Oh, Lord Jesus, our land is infested with disease. Our land is infested with illness that is killing us. Lord Jesus, we come before you, Lord, forgive us. We come before you as a church. We humbly ask that you heal our land. Lord, may you not only heal our land, heal our children, Lord Jesus, we pray. Our children have gone astray. Our children are not here worshiping with us. But Lord, your spirit is never short to bring them back. You said, Lord, if we ask of your spirit, the Holy Spirit, He's always there to hear us and, Lord, to do as we ask. Lord, we pray that may you talk to our children wherever they are, those that are in the church at the moment, those that have gone out of the church. Lord, we pray that you speak to them in a special way, Lord Jesus. Protect them wherever they are. Protect our children in the church, Lord Jesus, we pray. The devil is working so hard. Some are into drugs. Some are into things that we don't even imagine. But Lord, we pray that your spirit is never short to hear us. And Lord, we ask that where we've gone wrong, where we haven't taught our children the right way, Lord, we pray that at this moment, give us wisdom in how to bring them back to you. Lord, be with us. We cry before you, our Lord Jesus. Hear our prayers. Lord, may you give the adults in our church wisdom that, Lord, we come before you and pray and teach our children the right way. Lord, we ask and we come before you, my Lord Jesus. We bring the sick among us. You are Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah the healer. Lord, we pray that may you heal our bodies. May you heal us spiritually and physically as well, that we walk upright before you. Lord, you are faithful and just, and you are the only great God that can hold us in the palm of your hands. Lord, at this moment, we bring our pastor as he breaks the bread of life. Lord, we pray that you be with him. May the words that come out of his mouth may be words that you've prepared for us. May you touch his lips, Lord Jesus. May nothing of him be seen, but Lord, may you be seen in him. Lord, may you prepare our hearts as well to hear 
your word as you speak to us. Lord, may we not only be hearers of the word, may we be doers of the word, where we build that relationship with you. And Lord, as you come in the clouds of heaven, may we be ready, open our arms and ready to receive you, that Lord, we've been waiting for you for so long. Lord, be with us. Be gracious to us. Be merciful to us. Lord, we thank you for being our God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you died on the cross for us, that we might live. We bring and lay our burdens before you, Lord Jesus. We ask that may you be with each and every one. As we lay our burdens before you, Lord, may you hear our Lord, we come before you, Lord. We employ the Holy Spirit, the angels, Lord, to take this prayer and put it rightly before you. I'm a sinner. I am not worthy, Lord, to intercede before your people. But Lord, I ask that the angels take this prayer, put it on your feet, my Lord Jesus. Hear our prayer. We ask and Pray and leave everything before your feet, my Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 So good morning again to everyone and happy Sabbath. Uh, it's really nice to see everyone's cheery faces um, as a result of this sunshine. So we just want to praise God for this beautiful weather. Um, so I'll be reading from our Adventist Tithes and Offering devotional. Uh, the title is uh, God First for, for this quarter, God First. And the title of today's devotional is When Martin Luther Put God First. When Martin Luther Put God First. And for those who don't know Martin Luther, he was a German professor of theology, a priest, author, composer, and a monk in the 15th, 16th century. And he uh, is the one that initiated the Protestant Reformation and our church has come out of this Reformation. Uh, so therefore, Martin is uh, a key figure in our history. Uh, let me just show his picture. That, that's a picture of Martin there. So um, I'm just gonna quickly go through that devotion this morning. So. When Martin Luther put God first, Martin Luther lost everything when he put God first. Even then, he didn't give up. What can we learn from Martin Luther today that will help us put God first in our own lives? In the 16th century, the Roman Catholic Church led people to believe that they needed the church to reach Christ and receive salvation. Persecution was certain for anyone who challenged the authority of the church and especially the Pope. The papacy had become the ap ap apocalyptic beast depicted in the Bible. During this dark period of human history, Martin Luther was a devout Roman Catholic priest. While reading scripture, he realized that each person could not connect with God. No, he realized that each person could connect directly with God without a human mediator. Under the authority of the Bible, Martin Luther challenged the authority of the most powerful person on the planet at the time, 
which was Pope Leo X. Martin taught that salvation and consequently eternal life are not earned by good deeds, but are received only as the free gift of God's grace through the believer's faith in Jesus Christ as redeemer from sin. His theology challenged the authority and office of the Pope by teaching that the Bible is the only source of divinely revealed knowledge. And he opposed, he opposed the exclusive concept of priesthood by considering all baptized Christians to be a holy priesthood. So as a result, Martin was excommunicated and he was persecuted by the Roman Catholic Church and the Roman Emperor. This did not stop him from putting God first and standing firm to his convictions. In his own words, I'm just going to paste it in the chat. In his own words, Martin Luther wrote how he felt about this struggle in the famous hymn, A Mighty Fortress. That word above all earthly powers, no thanks to them abideth. The spirit and the gifts are ours through him who with us sideth. Let goods and kindred go, this mortal life also, the body they may kill. God's true abideth still, his kingdom is forever. So what can we learn from this devotion? For me, I, I feel that we've learned that to put God first, it, it, will, cost, it will cost us everything at times. Um, but we've also learned that through putting God first, it takes courage that God will give to us as we put him first. We've also learned that if we trust in God and be obedient, stand for the truth, God will be with us through everything, just as he was with Martin. We'll go through different difficult experiences or persecution. We may experience, um, uh, you know, a, a, a breakdown in relationships with family members as a result of putting God first. Um, but as God has done for Martin, he will always meet our needs and we have the hope of being a part of his kingdom forever. So in relation to our tithes and offering, we can learn that by paying our tithes and offering, being obedient in this, this is a form of connecting to God directly because it's showing our trust in him to look after us and to lead us. And Kango and myself, we can testify that ever since we committed to giving tithes and offerings consistently, I believe it was about two years ago, now we don't worry about our circumstances like we used to. Even when trouble comes, we have a strong sense of peace that God is with us and he'll always meet our needs. And he always does. So be encouraged this morning to put God to the test and put him first. And if you don't know how to pay your tithes and offerings, please speak to your uh, treasurer, your church treasurer or your head elder, and they'll be able to guide you. Uh, let's now pray for uh, our tithes and, and offerings. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you, O oh Lord, for this morning, for your love, for just the fact that we can connect to you directly and we don't have to go through the priest. I thank you for this devotion and this reminder. We worship you, Lord, and we pray for the courage to put you first in our lives, just as the example was shown through Martin Luther. We give you all the glory and the praise. In your name I pray. Amen.
Sister Rachel and Golden. I think we need to proceed. She's having problems with her laptop. Sorry, we'll go to scripture reading. Happy Sabbath, Church. Today's scripture reading is um is taken from the book of Genesis, chapter forty-eight, verses fifteen and sixteen, and it says, "And he blessed Joseph and said, God before whom my fathers, fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has." Fed me all my life. The, the angel long to this day. The angel who has redeemed me from all evil. Bless the lads. Let my name be named upon them. And the name of the fathers, Abraham and Isaac. And let them grow into a multitude of the midst of the earth. May God bless these scriptures. Amen. I've known you as a father, I've 
known you as a friend And I have lived in the goodness of God Cause all my life you have been faithful And all my life you have been so, so good With every breath of the goodness of God Your goodness is running after It's running after me Your goodness is running after It's running after me With my life laid down I surrender now I give you is running after it's running after me your goodness is running after it's running after me your goodness is running after it's running after me with my life laid down I surrender now I give you everything your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Cause all my life you have been faithful. Oh yes you have. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am Of the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful And all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able the goodness of God. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. I will sing of the goodness of God. Any chance for a children's story? Okay. Happy Sabbath, everyone, uh, my dear brothers and sisters. Although I'm quite uh, persuaded to thank uh, the participants uh, when I saw the scripture reading and the song. Um, however, uh, let me quench my uh, persuasion and leave it to Elder uh, Paul Satyaraj to do the vote of thanks. Um, I'm very excited to say that next Sabbath, God's willing, 
will be the last Sabbath that we come together in Zoom. Uh, I said to myself, enough. It is more than enough that I couldn't bear it. Uh, because uh, people come and uh, half of them, unfortunately, can't open their video and couldn't see. Uh, so there are so many things. Uh, uh, but uh, anyway, we are going to have the freedom very soon that we are going to go back to our respective churches to worship. And so uh, my humble invitation for everyone, uh, please come and join next Sabbath in Zoom. Turn on a video. Let's praise the Lord. Thank one another because I'm not sure uh, whether we will meet again as four churches together. Okay, so I praise the Lord uh, uh, for all his mercy and grace and protection in our uh, lives. Our topic for today is Jacob's debatable blessings. You know, until now, even today, Every Jewish family, strict Orthodox Jewish family, when they begin the Sabbath, the head of the family, or I can even say father and mother, come together, bring the children. And when the Sabbath started, they will bless their children. They will not miss even one Sabbath, leaving the children unblessed. Every single Sabbath, they will invite their children and bless them. If the child is a girl, they will bless. We will bless you the blessings of Rebecca and Sarah. If the child is a boy, they will bless. May the Lord bless you the blessings of Ephraim and Manasseh. They will not bless the son. We bless you the blessings of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They won't say that. Even now. Even they won't bless the blessings of Moses, but they will say down through the centuries, they bless their children, Rebecca and Sarah, and if it is boy, they will bless Ephraim and Manasseh. Why? Why that particular names? You know, when you take the history of the Bible, We can say Adam had two sons, Cain and Abel. Didn't work out. Enmity between them. And one killed another. Then Noah had three sons. The same thing. They separated. No reconciliation. No coming together whatsoever. 
Then Abraham, he had Isaac and the other hand Ishmael. No, they separated. Then of course, Isaac had two sons, Esau and Jacob. Both did not go together, didn't work out. Then Jacob, 12 sons, everybody had different opinions and different life. But only Joseph's children, first time in the history of the book of Genesis, at the close of the book of Genesis, the forefathers or patriarchs decided Joseph's children never separated. They were together. They were with the parents. And therefore, until now, the Jewish community, every beginning of the Sabbath, they used to bring their children and lay their hands upon them and bless them, the blessings of Ephraim and Manasseh. Let's read that story now. Then we'll have a word of prayer before I go. Genesis chapter 48, verses 11 forward. Israel said to Joseph, which means Jacob said to Joseph, I never expected to see your face again. And now God has allowed me to see your children too. Then Joseph removed Adam from Israel's knees and bowed down with his face to the ground. And Joseph took both of them, Ephraim on his right toward Israel's left hand, and Manasseh on his left toward Israel's right hand, and brought them close to him. But Israel, or Jacob, reached out his right hand and put it on Ephraim's head, though he was the younger. And crossing his arms, he put his left hand on Manasseh's head, even though Manasseh was the firstborn. Verse 15. Then he blessed Joseph and said, May the God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked faithfully, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this day, the angel who has delivered me from all harm way, he blessed these boys. May they be called by my name and the names of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and may they increase greatly on the earth. Then furthermore, when Joseph saw his father, story continues. When Joseph saw his father placing his right hand on Ephraim's head, he was dis. Pleased. So he took hold of his father's hand to move it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. Joseph said to him, No, my father, this one is the first son. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He too will become a people, and he too will be great. Nevertheless, his younger brother will be greater than he, and his descendants 
will become a group of nations. That's the story. How Jacob blessed Ephraim and Manasseh. But why did Jacob was so particular and serious, and in fact, permit me to use the word Adaman, to bless Ephraim in the place of Manasseh and Manasseh in the place of Ephraim. In spite of the own biological father, Joseph, refused and displeased, debated with him. Jacob was very strict. No, no, no. I know my son. I know. I know what I'm doing. And he put his hands crossed and blessed them. Why it so happened? My dear brothers and sisters, if you are a father, if you call your son to bless, what do you think when you bless? If you call your daughter to bless, when you lay your hands upon your children and bless, what's in your mind when you bless them? Do you simply say a scripture or does your blessing come from the depth of your heart? Is there any basis for your blessings? And today I'm going to take you what was in Joseph and Jacob's mind when he blessed Ephraim and Manasseh. Hand crossed. Dear Heavenly Father, indeed it is our privilege to worship you with good health and strength. Help us to understand what we have to keep in our mind, in our heart, when we bless our children, when we bless the church, when we bless the family, when we bless the leaders, when we bless the pastors, when we bless the elders. Teach us, dear Lord, let the Holy Spirit take over me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Number one. Why did Jacob bless keeping his hand crossed? Though Joseph said, no, 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 no. Bless him. Keep your right hand upon Manasseh because he is first. And keep your left on Ephraim's. So although father, own father, children, all the father said, no. Father, it is displeasing to me. I don't want you to bless like that. But yet Jacob says, I know my son. I know what I'm doing. Number one, what was in the mind of Jacob? And what will be in your mind when you want to bless your son or your daughter? Number one, Jacob wanted Joseph to forget the bitter past and remember the sweet future. The first point, Jacob very clearly had something in my mind, uh, in, in his mind that Joseph should forget all the bitter past and remember the sweet future. Let me uh, substantiate this point. 
the meaning of manase is forgetting the meaning of manase is forgetting to forget the meaning of ephraim is fruitful future jacob did not want to keep his right hand upon manase rather he kept his right hand upon ephraim although he was younger why because he wanted joseph to forget all the past let the past be the least and let the future be the priority you know you and me many times we spoil our happy days by thinking the past many times we ponder many times we live in the past many times our conversation is about the past the bitter past is the subject and the center of our family conversation and jacob did not want joseph to think about the past rather than think about the future that's why he put his hands crossed and blessed ephraim so that joseph should think about the future in fact if you think about it who actually were blessed let me give you one text uh, uh, 48 chapter uh, 14 and 15 you will see that but israel reached out his right hand and put it on ephraim's head though he was the younger and crossing his arms he put his left hand on manasseh's head even though manasseh was the firstborn then he blessed joseph is actually the blessing was supposed to go to two sons but actually when jacob began to bless he was actually blessing joseph why because jacob wanted joseph to forgive the brethren to forgive the reason why they put him in the pit to forgive the bitter past that he was sold to the egyptian merchant joy jacob wanted joseph to forget what happened in the minister's house about the women about the experience in the prison jacob wanted joseph to forget everything but to look for the prosperity of the future even today you and me if there is anything bitterness unforgiveness in your heart and god is saying leave that don't live in your bitter past just leave that forsake it because even when god blessing us that blessing is not for the past but for the future the beginning of every blessings is forgetting the past as long as we forget the past we cannot experience the joy of the future blessings let me give you two uh, verses philippians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14 paul completely understood that no dear brothers and sisters i am still not all i should be but i am focusing all my energies on this one thing what is this one thing forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead i strain to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which god through christ jesus is calling us upon to heaven as long as we look at the past 
we can't finish the race. We will be slow. We will miss the track and disqualify. Whatsoever people do to you, whatsoever things happen in the past, which really breaks your heart, just say in the name of Jesus, I will forgive them. I'll get rid of, I'll get rid of this bitter past. That's exactly Jacob intended to bless both the children by blessing Joseph. Jacob did not want Manasseh to be in the minds of Joseph, rather Ephraim. He said, you have to forget all the past, but remember. So forgetting the bitter past and remember the sweet future. Number two, uh, maybe one more text, Isaiah 43. We'll read 18 and 19. God himself says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past, which means don't live in the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a new way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Until we forget the past, we can't experience the new way in Jesus Christ. Number two, what was in the mind of Jacob? And what, what has to be in the mind of a wonderful committed mother and father when you bless your children? Number two, blessings should not be demanded. Blessings should not be demanded. Whenever we go to the presence of God in prayer, we all have, including myself, preconceived idea. We do not go to God expecting whatever God does, it's fine. No, when we go to God, we have something in our mind. We have already determined what we want. And our prayer, or we are expecting God to bless exactly what I want in my own way. If you are in sick bed, we ask, Lord, if it is your will, let it be done. But Jacob, I mean, Joseph demanded the father's blessings. And when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand upon the head of Ephraim, he displeased him, which means when father was about to bless, that blessing displeased Joseph because he demanded blessing. Blessings should be requested and implored. No blessings, either for us or for our children, cannot be demanded. Blessings cannot be demanded because we don't deserve blessing because of our disobedience. We have to beg and implore and ask and request God, Lord, according to your will, let it be done. Even Jesus did it in the Garden of Gethsemane. Blessings should not be demanded, rather requested. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. And says a very well known uh, passage. And it says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. 
we have to pray, Lord, you don't have to bless me according to what I think, but according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And that will be the outstanding, everlasting blessings. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 says, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Joseph did not let Jacob to bless according to Jacob. He demanded. That's why Jacob was really quite frustrated and said, I know my son. I know what I'm doing. Blessings should not be demanded. I don't know how many of you know Jeremy Soda living. Just about a few months ago, he died in Birmingham. Perhaps February 6th. 2020 he died. Very strict Jewish man. He was working for CNN in Middle East. And he wrote an article about the violence in the Middle East that really made those people angry. And in 1984 he was kidnapped and held hostage and he was completely detached from the world and Levin saw human being only three times a day and those three times whenever the soldier brought him food and that's the time he saw human being he was completely detached and he was put in Hazabella Valley. No human being. No human being. They put him to die there. In his small book, he says, and all those times when I was there, I had an intimate conversation with the Lord. And I heard the voice of God. And he was there for 11 months and 15 days, almost a year. And that Orthodox Jewish person, by the conversation directly from God, he became a Christian. He became a Christian. And he escaped from the valley and came to England. And his wife called for a meeting, for a thanksgiving service. And he declared, God told me I have to be a Christian. So although I'm a Jew, but now I'm a Christian. And he says here, in that book, he says, though he had a two-sided conversation with the Lord, I did not ask God to release me. Although he was detached from the world, although Jeremy 
just in the wilderness of Hazabella, not even in one prayer in the whole year, he asked, Lord, please release me. He did not demand anything. Rather, he was just listening to the voice of the Lord in order to accept Christianity, accept Christ as his Messiah. But God made a way for him to escape. Joseph was trying to persuade father to bless the children. Blessings cannot be demanded. And finally, and finally, what was in the mind of Jacob when he blessed? What should be in your mind and in my mind when we bless our children? Forget the bitter past and focus the sweet future. Number two, blessings cannot be demanded. When we go to the presence of God to pray, what kind of spirit we have? Do we go to the presence of God with the already determined mind? Or are we going to God with the open mind, Lord, whatever you give, I will take. And number three, God's promises will come to pass. In Jacob's mind, whatever the promises of God will come to your children. Let me read this a strange text. Hebrew chapter 11 verse 21 says, by faith, you can just highlight that word. By faith, Jacob, as he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. When you bless, why faith? And here this text says, by faith, Jacob blessed his children. Why I need faith to bless my children? Very, very, very powerful thing here. Because Joseph was troubled because of children, because of his wife. And Jacob understood that. So when he blessed, in his mind, he had a faith that whatever the blessings that I'm going to do will come to pass. What is the problem here? Let me take you to the spirit of prophecy. Patriots and prophets. Page 234. You will be surprised to read this here. Another important matter demanded attention. The sons of Joseph were to be formally instated among the children of Israel. Joseph coming for the last interview with his father brought with him Ephraim and Manasseh. Why? Why? These youths were connected through their mother with the highest order of the Egyptian priesthood. In other words, Joseph's wife, who was an Egyptian woman, part of the royalty, raising Ephraim and Manasseh as the Egyptian priest. Not in the culture or tradition or the truth of Jewish tradition or the Bible or Jehovah, but she was raising their children in a, in, in, a, in a heathen way, pagan way. And Joseph was so concerned and he brought them to the father. These youth were connected through their mother with the highest order of the Egyptian priest. And the position of their father opened to them avenues to wealth and distinction. 
Should they choose to connect themselves with the Egyptians? It was Joseph's desire, however, that they should unite with their own people. Jacob knew it. By faith, Jacob blessed Manasseh and Ephraim so that one day God's promises will come to pass that these two children will leave Egypt and go back to the land of Abraham and Isaac. Did it happen? Deuteronomy chapter 33 verse 17. Deuteronomy chapter 33 verse 17. As the firstborn of his ox, majesty is his, and his horns are the horns of the wild ox. With them he will push the people. Who is he? God. All at once to the ends of the earth. And those are the ten thousands of Ephraim, and those are the thousands of Manasseh. When God, when Moses blessed the people before death, when Moses blessed the people of Israel before death on the Mount Nebo, God gave him strength to Moses to bless all the people of Israel. You will be ten thousands of Ephraim and thousands of Manasseh because the descendants were there among them. When Joshua and Moses divided the tribes, there was Manasseh and Ephraim. Because Jacob's blessings and God's promises came to pass that Ephraim and Manasseh left Egyptian God, left the paganism in Egypt and went back to the land of God. When you bless your children, what do you think about their future? Do I bless my children based on today? Do I have faith about their future? Do I know they should be in Christ's truth. We all talk about Sunday laws and so much hatredness and deception, everything. So when I call my children and when I bless them, those things are there in my mind. How my children are going to tackle that? Sometimes I may die, but my children and grandchildren are going to handle those situations. So what faith do I have? Do I have the assurance that my children will be sustained in faith in spite of all these things. Jacob heard and he had in his mind by faith God's promise will come to pass. Let me finish with one testimony. In Norway, in one of the hospitals in Norway, a parent brought Adrian and Adrian was hospitalized due to many sickness, particularly epilepsy. This child had body pain since Adrian was born. And in fact, in that news, it is a true story, in that news, father and mother hardly slept in the night. Half an hour father would sleep. Then half an hour, mother would sleep throughout. You can see in the pictures that almost every year, they were 
in the hospital. They were in the hospital. And it went till when Adrian was 11 years old. I'm not able to see the pictures of uh, Adrian here. Yeah, that's father and mother. That's Adrian. And you will see uh, the pictures as Adrian was in the hospital. When Adrian was born, thank you, can I have that slide back? When Adrian was born, he had developed a mysterious disease causing him, this is the words of the mother, when Adrian was born, he had developed a mysterious disease, causing him a lot of pain throughout his body. He had to be fed through an IV to prevent symptoms from coming up. For three years, he was in the hospital for 80 to 120 days a year. Due to his serious condition, his parents thought, They were going to lose him prematurely. His mother cried out to God, thinking he had forgotten them. But God never failed to let her experience his presence. On the other hand, her husband or the father of Adrian was upset with God. He chose to be honest and vulnerable with God. So, Adrian was in the hospital almost three years and every time they used to bring hospital and finally father brought a wheelchair because no more strength. He doesn't eat at all. He was surviving without eating because of the pain. When Adrian was 11 years old, doctor called father and mother. Please take him to some tourist place or any place that he likes or you like so that you can increase some memories. Take him. And the parents asked, what do you want us to take him? And what do you mean by memories? And they said, I'm very sorry to say he will not see the 12th birthday. With tears, he was discharged from the hospital and they took him to America. And America, probably you can check in uh, YouTube or uh, news and this news is there. When they were staying in America, early morning, every day, they used to open his room to see, he, see him. Not to ask him, would you like to have a coffee or tea or hot drink? But just to check if he's alive or dead. And one day, they heard a hymnal from the church nearby where they were staying. They went and sat. And the topic was, God will never fail. They prayed, they prayed. And as the sermon finished, Adrian turned to his mother and said, whatever is God's will, let it be done in my life, mom. Don't cry. 
leave it. Let's be happy. And you know, God heard the boy's cry and the word. The boy who never eats unless they feed them through IV or something like that. First time during their potluck lunch, he asked for a piece of bread. Instead of father giving him bread, he was just looking at his face. Is he asking for bread? He ran and gave a bread. Then he asked another slice. Another slice, some salad. That's the first time since 11 years the parents are seeing that son is eating food. Jacob had faith and he blessed him because Jacob believed God's promises will never fail. And today, Adrian is the youth missionary in Africa. Speaking the love of Jesus Christ with full health and strength. No more epilepsy. No more mysterious disease. And the doctor said in the interview in YouTube, he says, I am an expert on this. I'm a super specialist in this. In whole Norway, I'm the best doctor about this. I did not know how Adrian become like that. It's God's amazing healing. This is the same word he used. It's God's amazing healing is in the life of Adrian. My dear brothers and sisters, Jacob said, I know what I'm doing, my son. I know. What did Jacob know of trouble? He knew living in the past is immaterial. God is not pleased with that. God doesn't want anybody to live in the past, but focus the future. Jacob knew blessings cannot be demanded, rather implored, request, beg from the Lord, because he knows what is the blessing to every one of us. And number three, God's promises will come to pass. And by faith, Jacob blessed that these children will be released from the clutches of Egyptian priesthood and go back to the promised land. And it happened. My dear brothers and sisters, are we blessing our children? And if you say yes, what faith you have in your mind? God bless you all. Amen. Lift him up, tis he that beats you. Let the dying look and live. To a weary, thirsting sinners, living waters will he give. And the one so meek and lowly, yet the Prince of Heaven was he. And the blind to grope in darkness through the blood of Christ shall see. Lift him up, the risen Saviour, higher me.
lift him up, tis he that speaketh. Now he bids you flee from wrong. Lift him up, this precious Saviour. Let the multitude behold. They with willing heart shall seek him. He will draw them to his fold. They shall gather from the wayside, hastening on with joyous feet. They shall bear the cross of Jesus and shall find salvation sweet. Lift him up, the risen Saviour, higher mid the waiting throng. Lift him up, tis he that speaketh, now he bids you flee from wrong. Lift him up in all his glory, tis the Son of God on high. Lift him up, his love will draw them, in the careless shall draw nigh. Let them hear again the story of the cross, the death of shame, and from tongue to tongue repeated, mighty throng shall bless his name. Lift him up, the risen Saviour, high amid the waiting throng. Lift him up, tis he that speaketh, now he bids you flee from wrong. Oh, then lift him up in singing, lift the Saviour up in prayer. He, the glorious Redeemer, all the sins of men did bear. Yes, the young shall bow before him, and the old their voices raise. All the deaf shall hear Rosanna, and the dumb shall shout his praise. Lift him up, the risen Saviour, high amid the waiting throng. Lift him up, tis he that speaketh, now he bids you flee from wrong. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob defend you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. May he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifices. May he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purposes today and forevermore. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Praise be to the Lord. We were truly, truly blessed by uh, the message that we have received from the throne of grace. Um, Sabbath blessings, it, it took me back to the time my parents would do the same uh, to us boys when we were young. And thank you, Pastor, for that re reminder that uh, through these blessings uh, that we have been reminded that we need to forget the bitter past and think about the sweet future. And blessings could, should never be demanded, rather be implored. And God's promises, as you mentioned, through the Holy Word, will definitely come to pass. May these be the blessings of each and every one who has gathered here today. And it is my duty uh, to propose this word of thanks. But uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 4 and 5, I thank God, I, thank, I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge. So I'm here to thank God for you all, all those who participated because you have enriched all of us with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge as Paul said. I want to thank God for you all, for all your participation here today and for your presentations. We have been enriched from the time that we began the PPT this morning, all through the Sabbath school, the lessons that various teachers that uh, uh, taught us and the health talk and the songs and the prayers and, uh, and the beautiful scripture reading and the prayers, uh, intercessory prayer offerings, uh, prayers or offerings, and the special song, all these uh, uh, activities, you have done well. May God bless you. And I really want to thank God for the talents that he has given to you. And I also want to thank God for all the members for your participation and your presence with prayer. May God bless you. God willing, you know, we will meet again this evening, this afternoon, and again for one last weekend next week. Can't get to go back. And as we have read uh, in the Sabbath school today, you know, there is going to, God is going to send divisions. And perhaps after the next week, there's going to be a division of all the four churches. And, uh, and I think it's all a blessing so that we can get back to our own churches, respective churches, and enjoy the blessings. But it has been a pleasure. I do not know whether I'll be here to thank you all, but it's been a pleasure to worship with all the four churches and, uh, and uh, I do not know, I, I, I can't say I'm looking forward for another uh, uh, gathering like that because pastor might not be happy about it because we have, and the members also want to worship separately in person, but it's been a pleasure to worship with all the four churches. God bless you all and have Thank a wonderful God. Sabbath blessings. Amen. Amen.
Shut